Good day, everyone. I hope you're all having a good day. Mm. Some of us are not. Some are smiling. <laughs> they came here with, um, I mean, the only thing left is for Otto to come in here with uh, full replicas of players because that looks like even the balls we had, I can see uh, Real Madrid balls. and. Uh, the, it's, not, it's actually uh, um, it's, it's a launch box that you can open. But the one is the replica of Champions League. Uh, I know, I know. You're just feeling okay. yourself today. You're just feeling yourself. So, welcome, Otto. Welcome, Miguel Kwame. Welcome, guys, uh, to our podcast. Today is the 29th of October. But, you know, there's no reason for this day to be memorable, you know, so... Let no one try and tell me any reason why it's memorable today. I'm feeling a little bit sour, but you know, I don't know why they put me to host today. I think so. This was Ayo did it on purpose. This was a oh, delivery oh, plan. Ayo, Ayo always put you to yes. Because he kind of yeah. he kind of knew what's going for yeah. coming. Yeah, he so... was not gonna have the energy to to be the host of this uh of this so, show, for sure. So you put me, yeah, I'm supposed to have energy today. Okay, okay. I will try my best. I'll try my best. Let me bring myself up. Whew. Guys, welcome to Footy Fantasy, your regular Sunday podcast. If you're watching, you're welcome. Please, if you haven't subscribed, go ahead and do so and follow us on Twitter. The... Handles are flashing across your screen on YouTube. It's at Footy Fantasy on Twitter. It is at Footy 80 Fantasy on Instagram. It is at Footy Fantasy. So let's dive in straight up, dive into the main thing so that we can get this out of the way. Then maybe I'll feel a little bit better, you know. Uh, Jola, the fact that you're wearing a an Italian jersey does not absolve you. Don't try and hide. We know who you are. You, you know, I don't not, know what you're talking about, bro. Uh, you're not. Yeah, a I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Actually, well, you're acting like Lupin right now with the most obvious these guys anyone can see. I mean, your face is still the same. <laughs> we know who you are. <laughs> and I don't think uh, there's any other passionate fan, like any more passionate fan. Of Manchester United than this gentleman, so Let's, that's what I exactly. I totally understand why you go, but with Italy and serio, seriously, and <laughs> serio and say seriously, yes, seriously. Let me tell you something, right? I I don't know. Is are you giving me the floor? As is this like? Yeah, go ahead, fly, fly. Okay, like um. So let me just let me just put it this way. I am, I'm beyond, I'm beyond angry. I'm beyond pissed off. Now I'm actually embarrassed. This is why I'm embarrassed. Manchester City did not have, they didn't have to get out of second gear today. They did not have to get out of second gear. I remember at the FA Cup final. I remember, I remember at the FA Cup final last season. um, Where we, where we considered a goal in the first 13 seconds, remember? Where, where we needed Viagra, remember? Um, and I was complaining that 
Manchester City did not leave the third gear in that game. They they did not. They literally played no higher than you no know, gear three level, and they still beat us. I mean, the scoreline was two one, but it was a convincing defeat. There was no chance of us, you know, laying a glove on Manchester City. Today was actually worse. Today was worse at home at Old Trafford, bro. First Premier League game since the passing of Sir Bobby Charlton at Old Trafford, and we turn up like that, right? We turn up. I'm, I'm, I'm right. I'm, I'm right. I'm, am I correct? That's the first Premier League game, right? Since he passed. No, nah, that was a. It was the first Premier League game at home. That was a game last weekend. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was the first Premier League game at home. Our yeah. first game at home was the Champions League game against uh, what's his, what's what's their face, Copenhagen. Yeah. Right. Um. And we turn up. We turn up like a bunch of schoolboys. Listen, Boychester United is what we're, what we're today. Soft Chester United is what we were today. Limp Dick Chester United is what we were today. Bro, this man was soft, bro. These men are soft. They have they can bro. The way United lacks penetration, you wonder how the players have children. Because there is no way, there is no way these guys are fathering any children with that kind of penetration or lack thereof. There was nothing in that midfield, there was nothing in that attack. And you know what? As bad as the defense was, when I saw the lineup, I was like, Maguire and Evans, they were not the worst today. Let's not get it twisted. Maguire and Evans were not the worst today. So, look, I have to look at one place and one place only because I try not to be a hypocrite. I try not to be, a, I try not to be you know, not, not, to, not to keep energy. But the problem is this. The problem is this. When I'm blaming Oligon Asosha, right, for lack of coaching, when I'm blaming Oligon Asosha for lack of, for lack of, you know, for lack of tactics, right, when I'm blaming, when I'm blaming the former coach for not having a defined style of play, I have to keep the same energy with this coach. I do have to. This man, at the big, before the game started, they asked him, what was the reasoning behind leaving Rafa Varane on the bench? And um, what's the reason behind leaving Rafa Varane on the bench and playing Maguire and Johnny Evans? You know what he said? Tactical reasons. Tactical reasons was his answer. Bro, what was the tactics today? Zero. No tactics at all. You know what's crazy? I slept late. I slept super, super late. Right. And I woke up. I, I'm, I'm working on two, three hours of sleep right now. I'm operating on two, three hours of sleep. Right. I woke up to watch that nonsense. I woke up, interrupted my sleep. Why? Because I'm like, you know what? It's a Manchester Derby. In a Derby, form is out the window. Anything can happen. Nah, bro. What happened? We got, bro, we, we, we got that Lexington steel 12-inch from behind. That is exactly what happened today. No okay. battling, okay. no lubrication. Now I'm pissed off. Now I'm pissed off. I'm going to leave you with this. Eric Ten Hag. Eric Ten Hag had a good season, first first season, last season, good season. Now, bro, I'm not calling for him to be fired, but I'm not going to defend him anymore. So that's it. Okay. Uh, wait, 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 I, uh, I don't want to dwell too much on this because you said a lot of stuff. I just want to pick a few things quickly and move on because I'm going to do this two more minutes and then we're going to move, take some comments on this because the comments are firing. But I think I'm going to take these comments first because some of the comments are directly at you. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, they like, they show up, they show up, they show up. Good day, panel of judges. You know, nah, Prince, I fuck off, bro. 
Fuck off. Hey, hey, pipe down, pipe. What's your language, bro? What's your language? No, no, no. I, I, this is something I've said to his face. <laughs> yeah, that's all right, man. We'll see what your language. Um, who? They're really coming for you. Uh, Prince goes, good day, panel of judges, a Facebook user. Who's this uh, person? I don't know. He says, oh, guys, stop dodging me. If we don't know who you are. I don't know who you are. I can't dodge you. I don't know who you are, bro. Who's your name? Who's your name? Who's your name? Yeah. Put yeah. a name, especially from Facebook, because Facebook doesn't put your name. So put a dash with your name behind it so we know. But you see, you have, and then the guy goes in on you again. He goes, all of us, are, all of you are on fraud watch, especially your girlfriend. Okay, okay. Whoever is putting me on fraud watch, bro, tell me who you are, fam, so I can light you up appropriately. I am, bro, I put this manager on fraud watch already, so I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. United are terrible. Oh, good, man. Okay, we know, we know. Like, Captain Obvious, please, please, please. And then I think I know we know who it is. Oh, it's Linger. It's Linger. Baby Chester United. It's an insult to. It's an insult to baby, but it's an insult to babies. Oh my goodness! To be fair, oh my goodness, man. Then uh, if I they come out, they come out. You know who it is. It's I know. Linger. I know it's Linger. She goes. Oh, you know God, who it is. Your best girl. friend. Oh. oh God. Linger, I don't like it. She's a, she's a scouser. You're not supposed to like her. But, so, like, it's, she makes it worse, though. Like, she's 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 never quiet. That's the thing. Okay. I, I don't think football fans are naturally built to be quiet. And football fans, when their teams are dominating, do not uh, do not stay quiet. So, stop having unhealthy expectations. The only time Linga is going to disappear from your life is when they start losing. So... Once they start losing, then yeah, they go quiet. She goes, What? Well, we're just being honest. The <laughs> feeling is mutual. But quickly, there's this thing we say there are no tactics. There's tactics. There's always tactics in every game. The problem is not that there were no tactics. The problem was that the tactics did not fit the players. You know, like, I don't understand the play um, Lindelof on the left. And Lindelof's pocket kept being picked. Because he couldn't really adapt to that position well he kept enough. Kept getting cooked, and when he was getting picked off, it should have been the first change made at the half, but at halftime. But the coach did not move. He, he made another change, I think, because of the yellow card. Uh, you know, they had chances; they just made bad decisions. And um, that's something that keeps going on. Because before City got the penalty, and that's the other thing about that penalty is, I, I don't want to go into VAR, but I have to. I want to put Manchester United aside for one minute, and then. But before we continue, let me add uh, Benvindo as a Barcelona fan, so because we're gonna jump on to our next uh, session. I, I, before we jump to the next, before we jump into the next okay, session, okay, let me finish. Give, give me a okay. All right, I want to go to VR and say something. I've watched football so many times, and I've seen that same tackle made so many times. And I've seen it not been given so many times that I have to wonder that a referee did not give that call. The referee saw it. He waved it away. Then the VAR called the referee back. Then next week, you're going to come out and see that same tackle happen and the ref will not call, give it a penalty for that. It's the inconsistency. It's a foul. I don't want to say it's not a foul. What I'm just wondering is why sometimes they say it's, you know, when it's in the box, referees ignore it. And but, then the next time they go ahead and they call it. But this is, this is why I disagree with you. Okay. I, I, I disagree that it is a foul. And I know that sounds stupid, but let me explain. 
yeah, anywhere outside the penalty box, you pull somebody like that, yeah, it's a foul, it's a free kick. In the penalty box, though, yes, Hoyland grabs him. He doesn't even grab him. He just kind of like puts his hand and blocks him, reaches his hand out, blocks the guy. Now, now the key for me is this. Was Rodri, did Rodri have a realistic chance of getting to that cross? Yes, he did. The answer is no. It's no, he didn't. Bro, the ball ball ended up at the far post. No, but not too far far from where he was. No, not too far from where he was. Nah, I don't agree with that. No, My only problem with the call, personally, is that it is an inconsistent call. Regarding the call, it's a blatant penalty. I don't think so. Why he, never gonna, he had no, no chance no, no, of getting look, there. No way. It's, it's still, it's still, it's, it's, it, that guy was get, it was. Was it? What, was he good, had 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 Hoyler not put his hand out? Was Rodri getting to that ball? Is the question? There's a chance he could. No, no. What the was guy that got the, he wasn't the guy getting that, there, bro. The guy that got the ball at the fair post did not have to jump high. It wasn't like nah. it, it literally. It wasn't the like the ball was still head high. level when he got to the far post. It was head level. That's what I'm saying. So if he was there, he could have hit head in it. It wasn't. Nah, like I disagree with you, bro. I know we're on the same team, but I disagree with you, bro. Okay, that, can that's, that's can fair. I, Let's can, just, I, can I can I have a comment? Yeah, go uh, ahead. I I, yes, I I uh this is the way I see it, right? Uh, it's gonna be when about you, when you go on, when you go on, say that again. Now nah, go ahead, Otto. Go ahead, Otto. Uh, I, I say when you have this kind of game, derbies, classicals, you know anything can happen, and things like that happen. Like yesterday in in our game, things happen. You know, but you have to be prepared. You have to be prepared to go against the search, to get against the um, the score, and uh, I think the strategy that Olga is talking about. I believe if you don't move your pieces before the end, or at least on the halftime, they're gonna dominate the whole. The, your your opponent is gonna dominate the whole game, and that's exactly what happened to um, to to Manchester United. The point of inflection, in my opinion, was not on the Holland game on the first uh, on the first uh, score. The point of inflection was in that penalty. Um, Two two zero, you can overcome that if you move your pieces. When you see that your players are not performing well from the beginning, so obviously by minute forty nine, you already knew how your team was. If you don't make those changes and update, I mean, uh, um, uh, position upgrade, uh, and 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 you don't make you don't move your pieces and you don't take out the one that is not performing the way you think, I think they had. Well, well, you know, well, you know what, Otto? He actually made a change at halftime. He just made the wrong change. Uh, this is why I say this guy, bro. This guy, the conf- the confusion, the confusion that is in the coaching department at Manchester United right now, it is laughable. How, how, how do you watch that game at halftime and then you say, you know what, you know who needs to come out? Sofia Amrabat. Are you a dickhead, bro? Nah, Ten Hag has lost the plot, bro. Ten Hag, I'm telling you, that man is confused. That man, they say he's cooking. Bro, he's cooking mess. And he's smoking that shit. That is exactly what's happening. Hmm. 
butcher your meal. Wait, 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 he make the chair. Like, uh, I'm, I'm gonna come in now. Sorry, I'm gonna come in, guys. I have to come in. Uh, it's not because I'm not enjoying the conversation, the conversation is very good. But this is not the Manchester United therapy show. <laughs> this is the Footy Fantasy Podcast show. We have a lot of stuff to talk about. We've been talking for 16 minutes. We could be talking for the next Yeah, let's move on to the next topic. This is not Olga. This is not Olga. This is not Olga therapy. Olga had the therapy way before he came here. That's why he, he got the Italian jersey. <laughs> <laughs> man, everyone's coming for you. Man. Everyone's coming for you today, man. Wow. Let, let, so there are some questions in the comments. I want to respond yeah. to one of the questions in the comments. Okay. Okay. Let me let me drop the uh, comments and then we move on. Um, uh, um, Ayo says ETH has lost the dressing room. The, this coolest performance itself inflicted uh linga says this game uh sorry that's i again uh he says this game is uh squarely on eth and then of course people are coming for you hi uh, get out of here i don't know who you are but get out of here <laughs> <laughs> i don't think that's linga henry henry bitokun says eth and he continues henry continues reviewing the soap progress though guys i remember when i wanted ateta's head and then, uh, okay, I think they were still talking to me about being muted. Ogakwame, are you so are you done with 1010? Oh my goodness, wow! Oh, so that's below the belt, fam. That's your <laughs> Ogakwame. What's your preferred lineup and subs? Okay, because we have to move on to the next topic, I'm just going to address the first question Am I done with 10 10 10 hard? The, po the point I'm trying to make is this I am done defending him. I'm not I'm not gonna be out here. I'm not gonna be out here telling United fans who are shouting Ten Hag out. I'm not gonna be out here, you know, telling them why they're wrong. I'm I'm done with that. Uh, but at the same time, I want people to understand that it's his second season. Historically, second seasons for new managers are usually the worst. Second and third seasons are the worst. So okay. that's why, you know, that's where I'm at right now. I'm done defending him, but I'm just observing. Okay, I'm gonna move on. Like I said, I'm not here. I I, I know when my therapy is somewhere behind me. So, um, Linga uh, makes a very poignant um, comment that I think we should take at this point, and then we'll move to the next topic. She says, "I can't stay, but we can we give a shout out and send some love to Luis Diaz and his family. Horrible situation. That's right. Uh, um, I'm a Manchester United fan. I technically have a hit." hateful relationship with all Liverpool fans. I don't like Liverpool as a club. I spit on their graves. Everything Liverpool should burn in hell, but especially since we're the devils, they will come where we are and we'll, we'll burn them there. But on a more serious note, it doesn't go beyond football. Outside of football, I'm good friends with a lot of Liverpool people. Um, this is really, really sad. Um, Especially as an African, we all know how it goes with um, people, kidnaps, and you know. Also, you must you must have an idea of what I'm talking about. But um, it's not fair. It shouldn't happen. And I pray his family can get back to you know get get back together. And I hope the man can find some peace soon because yeah. this is this is really really sad. Yeah. And uh, Harry. 
Bitoku adds a comment. He goes, wishing his family well. Yes, we're all wishing his family well, and we're praying for them. So we're going to jump straight to El Clasico. Uh, Benvindo is uh, a Barcelona fan. He's joining us on audio. Otto, uh, I mean, I don't have to tell you, Otto is a Real Madrid fan if you're watching. He has a Real Madrid scarf hanging behind his neck on a mic stand. He's wearing a real white Real Madrid jersey. He's got two balls to his to his back that are white. They look like Real Madrid balls. And I think he has a big banner of a Champions League trophy or something on that wall behind. And he's bringing the ball forward so you can all see it. Like, it's, a it's, it's, a, it's a launch box. A, 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 a Real Madrid launch box. Oh my goodness, man. <laughs> Wow. Is, wow. Is, is Barcelona the food in that lunchbox? Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, God. This is for when I go to a game, my jersey, <laughs> cars, and whatever else that I need. So if I had the cup or whatever, when I'm going oh, to man. Be, Look at this guy. Oh, my God. Hi, so, man. Like, oh. Yeah, Bevido, I think you should start. Bevido, oh, man. Start. Yeah. I'm just glad this uh this episode is being done today and not yesterday because I was heated yesterday, you know. <laughs> I'm uh, more calm now, you know. Uh after seeing what Manchester United went through, he kind of made makes me feel like I'm in a better position, you know. I'm not not too bad, you know, not too bad. But congratulations to uh Real Madrid for winning yesterday. I thought uh on the first half we had them uh, on the ropes. We just lacked uh, the death that that they had, you know. If you see it uh Throughout the whole game, I think we had a better game than them until the 60 minute. And then, you know, our players got tired. You know, we, uh, Ancelotti kind of outcoached Xavi on the last um, 30 minutes of the game. So Real Madrid brings in Camavinga and Modric. And Barcelona brings in uh, Oriol Romeo. <laughs> I mean, j just the quality was just, you know, it's just different. And then I know Bellingham will get all the credit. You know, but I think Camavinga coming on kind of gave Real Madrid the stability that they needed at the left back because uh, Mendy was having a hard time containing uh, 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 Cancelo. And well, with Camavinga coming in, he kind of gave them the stability on the left back and uh, his play from the back is much better than Mendy's. And, uh, and I just thought uh, we didn't have a good enough bench yesterday. You know, we five of our starters were injured. Lewandowski, of course, came in in the um, second half. Rusty, Rafinha, not impressed. Also just came back from injury. Rusty. And I think Xavi yesterday, the biggest mistake he made yesterday was uh, removing Cancelo. I think he should have kept Cancelo in the game and uh, put in uh, Lamine Yamal on the right side. Because he put Lamine Yamal on the left you know, so he can really penetrate and do those uh, di diagonal runs. So he put him on the on the left side. He kind of limited his ability. I think he should have, of course, taken off uh, Ferran Torres for Lewandowski, but he should have kept Cancelo and put Lamilia Mal on the left, since uh, you know Rafinha is just a little rusty. But looking back at the game, I mean, I thought the game was evenly played. You know, it's um, those games decided by little details. You know, I think Barcelona in the first half could have. They scored at least one more goal, you know. But things, you know, it's just classical. Little details always decide these games. You know, it's, it's super close, and both teams have a lot of quality. And now we're four, uh, four points behind, and uh, Madrid is probably, you know, 
looking good right now. But, you know, it's just the 11th game of the season. You know, I remember last, last year we started the game at the Classical. We lost and we were three points behind after the Classical. This year we four points behind. But last year we won the league by 15 points. So, you know, it's a, it's a long ways to go. We still got, you know, some players coming back. I think, you know, I like our chances. I like our chances. Man, and, you sound very humbled, man. Oh yeah, like, no, 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 no. If 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 this podcast was done yesterday, bro, I kid you not, man. I I, I was livid. I, I I I was pissed off. I was livid because at the beginning of the game, I was like, man, we have so many injuries. If we tie this game, I'll be okay with it. But the first sixty minutes, I thought we really could have won the game. Besides yeah, our problem, yes, right, that's right. Yeah, besides our problems, problems with it. I mean, we started with an academy player playing as a, as a as a pivot the Furman guy I mean this is the first season you know I mean that's one thing I like about Barcelona of course I mean we a club surrounded by a, a lot of uh, you know, controversies but one thing nobody can ever take away from us for Barcelona it's the ability to produce players from our academy that's I was proud of the team yesterday that um, the Furman guy oh yeah amazing that's the one to look for the future but Real Madrid just have Something about Real Madrid, man, that I that I envy Real Madrid. If you don't kill them, the first chance you have, oh, uh, you best believe it. They're gonna come back. They're yes. gonna come back, and and they're gonna punish you, man. These are, I, I don't know what it is about them. I don't know. Maybe some witchcraft. I don't know, man. Like if you don't kill Real, like if you have two chances, you don't score. I, I I agree with you uh, because everything you said is kind of correct but there's one thing i i think was just that game just turned it was a game of moments and the, the game turned yes Cavamingas, um what's it called uh substitute uh, introduction changed uh the balance of the Barcelona attack and it also gave real madrid more strength like you I said i agree with that but i think it was still a game of moments because apart from the goal bellingham's goal came out of nowhere and that came that goal changed that game. Yeah, I think Ter Stegen, as yeah. much as I like him, I think he should have done better. I'm not sure what yeah. he's trying to do. I think if he went with the hand that was closer to the post instead of trying to go to high and punch it he out, went, he went. Yeah, with, he went the, with the wrong hand. hand. Yeah, yeah. Instead, yeah. Of the, instead of the yeah. left hand. Yeah, the wrong hand. This yeah. is shorter than that, so there was yeah. no way we were gonna stop it. Yeah, yeah. He, he tipped it. Yeah, but if he would have go with this one, it would be. Yeah. Like, but it was too strong. It was too strong. Yeah. A few minutes before that, <laughs> a few minutes before that, he saved a similar shot from Chouameni. Okay, okay. Before I go on to, uh, before I go on to Otto, because I know Otto's going to speak for a while. So let me take some comments. Uh, uh, there's someone that was giving a, that was asking questions. Guy, Facebook user, is he say it's Sasmid. Say he saying thanks for the response. Um, he identified himself as Sasmid. Um, that uh, also they said, yeah, the only thing left is it remains statue at this point. That the only thing left for you to come to this podcast with is a real Madrid statue. Then we know you're fully, fully kitted. <laughs> well, we, uh, we, what, happened, what happened? We've seen it all the time. We've seen it all the time. They call it in the team, they call it DNA. It's yeah. actually like Masia, like he's saying, I, I definitely agree with the video. With video uh, I, the Masia makes excellent player versus the one in in uh, in Real Madrid. The um, uh, Castilla is is not ah uh, is not quite there yet. 
what makes the difference of the players, the, even the young players in Madrid, is, is that constant push that you don't stop until you get results. And you never give up until the last whistle. Uh, you just buy, or you just buy the replacement, you know. Oh well, but that has to do a lot. <laughs> well, but that, that that has to do a lot because you know from the beginning that, in my opinion, Rodrigo for me is not a ninety minutes or not even a starter player. There is yet. no youngster in that team that you cannot say you brought out through your academy. No, but they're not coming from Real Madrid Academy. No, they're not. You just uh, well, them. well, the majority of them that are coming from the Real Madrid Academy, from Castilla, they already uh, they already won four or five championships, uh, uh, champions league. They already won it. So, they, I mean, but in general, I'm talking about in general, right? Okay. okay. I'm talking about in general. Yeah. But something about uh, Real Madrid is just that um, that way to feel this, to feel this. And, and when they put this jersey, they give 200%. That's what was my surprise at the first 45. Exactly. It was the first 45 minutes. It was completely, they were kind of locked. They didn't have a GPS or probably they, they didn't even know the game just started. And I was, it, it came to a surprise. I was like, well, what's happening to this guy? So I cannot imagine why Carleto Angelotti told them at the halftime, he kind of sugarcoated when he was interviewed with the media that he said, uh, you know what he said? He said he told them this. I think it was a in a different tone and a different thing. He said, uh, yeah, classicos can be lost, but that not this way. You you gotta fight stronger than that. If you're gonna lose, if you're gonna lose this game, you gotta fight harder than that. Because I haven't seen you fighting yet. So they came back. He did something, something he did that I, that we don't understand. But uh, the two key players, the point of inflection of that game was, in my opinion, Mendy um, doesn't do the job that he's supposed to do. It's not just on this game. When I saw him on the initial um, uh, lineup, I say, oh, I don't think it's gonna happen, and especially with. With that coverage that he had to do, impossible, impossible. So you know, Otto, I, I got a question for you. So now that Chouameni is injured for, let's say, hopefully it's not too serious because I don't like to see players injured. So now Camavinga is going to have to start in the midfield. So you're going to have to stick with a uh, with the Mendy at a left back. So you know that's that's mm -hmm. something you have to live with. Unless you put Nacho in there. No, I think Nacho is better. Better than yeah, but I mean, the same, I mean, Ancelotti seems to like that guy a lot, the Mendy guy. I honestly, like, whenever I see Mendy, like, the first season he came to Madrid, he gave you guys the Champions League. That Man game did. against, the, yeah, that game against Man City, he had a That's save right. on the line. That, this you know, year, this, this year, this year, he he's, uh, his performance I mean, is pretty, pretty yeah. low. Yeah, he's for, one, but, for what he needs to be, at the level he needs to be. But... Uh, Camavinga is a, is a class. There's a, a comment here. There's a comment here that the goes... Heat, the heat map of that guy, Camavinga, is not just in the middle. He's everywhere. That dude is everywhere. And he had speed and the technique, the dribble that dude have is just impeccable. It just, it just 
beautiful to see that guy playing. Hey, he got as, style. It's just as unbelievable. Much as, as much as I don't like Real Madrid, I like Mavinga. He was born in my same hometown mm -hmm. as me. So. And, <laughs> oh. and, and Jude Bellingham, uh, oh, yeah. that guy, it just he just moved on the right place at the right time. Remember, I make not exactly the same comparison, but they come from the same team, him and Holland. And if you realize, yeah. they always do pretty much the same. They disappear in the whole game, and all of a sudden, they just come where the ball is coming, and boom, they oh, just yeah. come and kick. They both play very similar, not identical, but very similar. I don't think it's a factor of coming from the same team. I think they're both. Uh, there's, that's not something you teach people. They're Dortmund. Dortmund. They come no, no, Dortmund. it's not something because uh, Haaland was already scoring a lot, move, moving like that before he went. To but the they play together team. there. They yeah, I know. I'm just saying that you know, coming from the same. I'm just saying that they, they that get goal getting because I remember uh, uh, what's his name, Bellingham, from when he was 16. Bellingham has always been a boy who played like a man. What was my point? They probably were playing awesome to reach to uh, a Borussia Dortmund. They had to be good, no matter oh, what. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Right. yeah he was playing. Because that, that he was playing like a man at sixteen. Yes, yeah. The Bundesliga is not easy either. So oh, yeah. it's a tough. Okay, game. To, they had to be very competitive. All right, yeah. but what I'm saying, just playing to each other in the same team, helping each other, they had to learn something. Don't you think when a player like Bellingham even said it? You know, I came here with my technique by watching these masters, I had to learn something from Luka Modric. I had to learn something from uh, from any other player that plays right there. So it just, they have to catch something. They have to watch something. Uh, and, and he even said it, he even said it, but it just, it just the way, if you see his heat map, Bellingham, he's not just in one position. He looked for the ball, even to pass it or to go and score. It, that's very impressive from that guy, and, and really, he impressed. Yeah, I mean, even uh, he, uh, yeah. If I were to compare him to any player that I've seen before, I think I would. Uh, my comparison would be some like Frank Lampard. You know, work great, works hard, yeah, and Lampard, Seedorf, yeah, yeah, midfield. You know, I mean, yeah. um, Lampard. Yeah, 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 but, um, yeah I agree with guys, you. Yep. I mean, um, you guys really. I mean, when I saw the lineup. And I saw Barcelona has a you know look stronger on the first half. Then I saw your bench and I analyzed my bench. I'm like, man, this guy, this game is gonna be decided in the second half. Because if you got Modric on the bench and Kamavinga, I mean, you bring those two midfielders in. I mean, they're gonna change the game. And plus, you're gonna replace Kroos. I mean, so when you replace Kroos with Modric, you don't really, you're not really you're not stepping down. Much like yeah, you actually you're not losing. Yeah, that's true. When when I saw the Xavi, uh, did the change of Torres and Felix, I say, the heck, these two guys were the best. What well, why he why he moved yeah. them? Why he changed them? And I said, man, that's it in our advantage when I saw that that Felix, that dude is is that's something else, man. Yeah, very and skillful. Torres, the difference between Torres and his uh what was the name of the guy that uh came in? Um Lewandowski. Lewandowski, yeah Lewandowski Lewandowski is coming from an injury. Oh yeah, right? Lewandowski. If he don't have ball, he's not gonna go and look for him. Yeah. And Torres yeah, look for the ball. But That's the big difference. No, yeah, no you, see, you, you have to complement. You can't play two strikers that really don't complement each other. Yao yeah. Felix and Torres don't complement. But Joao, 
Joao Félix, Romeo, seriously, no, bro. Yeah, but, you know, like, if you watch it, if uh, Lewandowski was playing and fit and the way Barcelona were dominating, he would have scored. Oh, the first half, yeah, absolutely, yes. yeah. Absolutely. Those two guys, they, they, they're not really goal-getters. They're not really guys. They, 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 they are ball hoggers. They get the ball, they pass, they create chances, but they do not get two goals. Really, yeah, like uh, yeah, Felix has never had a period where he's got so many goals consistently. The same thing with Torres, they're scoring boss, they're scoring yeah. this game, scoring that game, you know. Like, so and two of them are not, you know, like they're not the guys you want to put in the middle and be your target man. So that's it's why so, that's why I think he's had to switch one of them because so, they didn't I mean, get um, to go for the game. Not to change topics, I mean, yesterday in the game, there was a similar penalty. I don't, I, I don't understand this penalty things, man. So, yesterday at the end of the first half. There was a similar thing that when uh what's that guy's name Chuameni grabbed Araujo like on the neck, I mean the referee I mean those penalties I mean I think those penalties should not be called honestly in my opinion because if we call penalties on every corner kick we're gonna have like ten penalties a game because there's a lot of grabbing and shoving and pushing in the penalty box. That's my opinion. Unless we call every single penalty like that or we don't. So today. My, my question, man, I mean, just I was watching um, the first half of Man City and uh, United because I love Guardiola, you know, just as a Barca fan. But how do you give the penalty, though? Let's say the penalty, so the the shoving happened like three minutes prior and the referee called the penalty. So what if Manchester United had scored the game in those three minutes? I mean, what would have happened? I, do you understand my point? Uh, so, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer the question. Then I think we're gonna also stop and move on to a different nah, topic. No, hold on, because we've been here for a while. So I mean, I'm gonna answer your question quickly, just because you're asking a question, and then I will take comments because people have dropped a lot of comments, and because uh, I want us to talk about the tonality stuff next. So the the you know, instead, like I said, there's one thing we football fans forget is that we forget time runs. And once we start talking about football, we could be here all day. So oh, please, that's a problem. That's yeah, a problem. So, yeah, so please forgive me, but I, I you know, I gotta put it on. Uh, I gotta put it within my the schedule we did. So I apologize. I don't want us to be here all day. Uh, regarding okay. uh, that penalty, like you said, I, I said it earlier. It doesn't make sense because next week there will be another t challenge like that, and they won't call it. They won't call it. They will look at it and not call it. They'll find an excuse not to call it. And it's it, you said that it happens every time. I agree it's a foul. But if it's a foul and it should be calling the balls, why wasn't the Chomeni one called? And then you go and look yesterday. I'm sure you watched another game in the Premier League. Something like that happened. They didn't call it. It happened. Um, it's the same thing that happened like uh, when Manchester. I remember because there was a time I said uh, Onana here, a player in the box. And they said it wasn't a penalty. And then in another game, it went out short another game where a keeper did the same thing and it was a penalty. And so people go, so what's a penalty? What's not a penalty? I, I, I am not mad because it's against my team. That's not the thing that makes me mad. Of course, that makes me mad. But the real thing that makes me mad is the inconsistency of just referees. And then the inconsistency of VAR itself. Because a referee can make a mistake. But VAR has to be, has to be like, okay, look, we call this. So we're going to call this. That's the that's one of the reasons why I respect VAR in Europe. VAR in Europe is very consistent. European, the Champions League and the FIFA tournaments, they're very consistent. 
they make the calls they make the calls consistently but in the league they keep changing it every week so you know i, I don't know what i'm going to say about it i'm just going to yeah i mean it's just it, i was i mean because i was watching the game last night i'm like that that's a penalty on too many but I'm, then i realized well it's a corner kick i mean people are shoving and pushing each other then today i see the same thing and it's a penalty i'm like maybe <laughs> i mean Maybe and we, the, the same thing, the penalty they get to Camarilla. It's just the same thing. Yeah, me personally, I don't want I don't want to go like that, honestly. I want to no, no, go like that. It, it's like it's like the brother said, it's consistency. Like we need to be consistent. If you're gonna call this in one game, we should call it the next game and the next or the next. So if you don't and, call it and the same topic with the offside. They call it one way this time, they call it another way next no, game. At least at least VAR. Oh, uh, that technology makes the offside very because you're either offside or you're not offside. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it, it's the handball penalty. Yeah, the handball penalty. Like you go, what? What are you guys doing? One minute is it's not in a natural position. The next minute, oh, it's it's too close, so it's not a handball. It's either one or, or the other. Stop changing the rules every time you're in a situation. Just give us one rule. Let everybody know the rule book, and then we move on. Because, uh, and then like. Good. Another one that happened was this yellow card decision. There's a referee that did that stuff, and I watched it in a Premier League game, Everton, and I forgot who they played. Everton Liverpool. That was so annoying because the referee gave a guy a second yellow card for pulling someone back. Then another guy was in a yellow card, and then he didn't give him a second yellow card, and the guy was on the opposing team. So the two teams should have played 10 against 10, but he gave <laughs> one team red card, and then he didn't give the same offense in the same game yeah i mean it's uh it's, you know I, I i was kind of excited when the var was introduced i thought i mean we're gonna cut all this bs out of the game but now it seems like the var actually gives more gives us more more reason to complain about refs instead of helping the referees i don't that's know man. right that's right i agree with you so i'm going to take some comments because a lot of comments have come in and i i've been keeping these comments loading for almost 20 minutes um some people are still talking about Marcel and I, I think I shouldn't have come here with this Jesse because people just can't resist but <laughs> ETH and Marcel United fans are in for a long season unfortunately uh okay uh and I think the same person saying on Barcelona he might be saying on Barcelona as well are in for a long season I'm not so sure but he, he has a right um uh Bevindo, this is, I think, a comment uh, to you. He goes, it's a marathon, not a race, in all fairness. He's talking about the league. And he says, you sound like uh, Ganu. Who's that? <laughs> oh, is that the, the boxer? Yeah. You oh. sound like <laughs> Ganu, yeah. yeah. This is Harry Bitoku saying, making the last two comments. And then Harry continues again. Laugh out loud. Witchcraft is res resilience and believing they always have a chance. Yeah, he's talking about Real Madrid. Yeah, this I don't just believe it. Real Madrid are what champions are made of. You know, they just oh never, yeah, yeah. That game, that game was from absolutely nowhere. I think he meant that goal. Yeah, he, he writes a correction immediately. That's it, Harry talking. He goes that gate. That goal was from absolutely nowhere. That's right. And then he goes Jude's positional awareness, flair, and instincts. Are insane. He's giving me Zizou vibes. Zizou did not score this many goals. That's exactly that's exactly the perfect description, Henry. Zizou vibes. Zizou did not score this consistently all the time. You know what, Henry? It did to me too. It reminds me the way Zizou played. 
With all due respect, with all due respect, I, I know you're a Real Madrid fan and you had Zizou playing for you guys, but Zizou does not belong to Real Madrid. Let me tell you a difference. If, if when you talk about awareness, flair, and instincts here, if this is where um, Jude is, Zizou is like off the off the screen. Yeah, but Zizou. Come this on. guy is all about running, all about moving. Heat map. You were talking about heat map. He was all over the place. Zizou is never all over the place. Zizou literally takes up one position or two positions. Like Zizou moves in a little area and controls the game. This is not all about. It's not never all about running all over the place. That's why Zizou doesn't score so many goals because Zizou doesn't really run into the box that often. Brother, that's, brother, that's what, we're talking about June right. 20, 2003. This mm -hmm. dude is 20 years old. Okay. He got a long way to go. I say he reminds me, so I'm not saying he's like Zizou. Yeah, but he reminds you of Zizou in what way? That's no, what that, that, that he's going in that route. It's yeah. like some people are saying that uh, uh, Jamal, Lamin uh, Jamal, he's like, it reminds of Messi. The dude is amazing. Not he's even close. Not even close. It doesn't mean that it's messy, that it's going to be there. But man, they're very young. They got a long way to go. But no, every, what is the problem to compare? The, the comparison is not there to just to compare a, a player that is better or is identical to this guy. It just it reminds you, that, oh, dude, this dude had kind of the same similar talent. Not the same. Similar talent with Zizou, it just remind me like that. I never say Zizou impossible. I was like someone be like Cristiano Ronaldo. No, but you have his legacy. He's gonna be building his legacy like any other player. That's all I'm talking about. That's what we're talking about. That's what Henry's talking about. Okay. He's not saying that he's identical to him. I'm not saying that either. It's uh, to be in or shoot, but okay. he got he got he got he got what it takes. To give to be there, what 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 is wrong? He's working on it, and right. quietly, quietly, he <laughs> very quietly, quietly. Yeah, I mean, he's a he's, he's a very good player, man. I see him uh, having like a huge career, in Madrid, and uh, you know, hopefully injuries respect him because we've seen a lot of players come in starting hot, and then you know, injuries. I mean, injuries is the worst thing, man. I mean, I like I like watching the kid play. All right, guys. I mean, it's been good talking to you, man. I got a all right, man. Okay, Bravido, well, thanks for coming in, and uh, we'll see you next time. My pleasure, guys. Madrid. Thank you, know, we're still in it. No, yeah, it's a marathon, like we say. It's a marathon. Yes, sir, man. Yeah. Pleasure, guys. Have a good Sunday, man. God bless. Bye-bye. 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 Yeah, let's finish this comments and then uh, we'll move on. He goes, uh, looking at how Real Madrid took control of the game. This is Goke speaking. And Barcelona's setback was obvious the goal was coming, especially with yep. Germany's shot on goal and the forward press. It's, it was just a matter of time. Ah, that goal was savable. It wasn't a matter of time. The, the chances were not... Like, even that goal, that last goal, it wasn't like... You know, it, it wasn't like... Uh, uh, what's his name? Testegen was making save after save after save after save. Real Madrid deserved to win the game. That's not, I, I, I won't take it away from them. But the idea that the goal was coming, that goal came from nowhere. Look, look, look. Uh, but let me, let me, let me explain to you. So, so a lot of people say, "Oh, it's just Real Madrid, just so lucky." Oh, it's just luck. Honestly, if you don't look for it, if you don't look for the opportunity, 
You never get them. So yeah, but that's that's exactly a, what we're that, talking about here. No, I, what I'm saying is not lock. I'm not talking about lock. So what you are you know, talking about then? Okay, look, let me put it this way, right? If a team, when you say a goal is coming, it's obvious a, a team is like it's when a, a team is creating chances. Yeah, they were pushing it off. They yeah. were pushing it off that it yeah. was going to come no matter what. Well, that's the thing. What I'm trying to tell you is the 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 first goal that changed the game. Like remember, we're talking about the keeper dive wrong because if the yeah. keeper had saved that, remember would keep pushing. But guess what? If they don't score that chance, because that goal was what. What, Goki, what he's talking about is mm -hmm. like in history of mm -hmm. many games of Real Madrid, many games, not just one or two or the last three or last four, in many games, when Madrid start pushing for the last 30 minutes, it is more than one goal for sure. That's what he's talking about. It was coming because the consistency and they got him trapped right there in the back when Madrid start pushing, sending ball and kicking and 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 like you know trying from outside the area, something's gonna happen. Something's gonna happen, even though the move the ball is not moving to the other side. That's exactly what he's talking about. The more you look for it, you're definitely gonna find something. Something okay. you're gonna find something. So okay. that's what he's talking about. Yeah. So let me take this comment. Uh, it, it's from Kwame uh, again. Kwame is going. Uh, Bevindo, don't get it twisted. The only difference between you and I this weekend is at least you got some lubrication. Sorry, I just had to get that off my chest. Oh my god, man! <laughs> and then Harry again goes. Inconsistencies are sickening. Maybe the VR needs a VR or AI. This is true, but in fairness, it's a subjective. It's the subjective nature and ambiguity and outdated rules that gives us headaches. Yes, it's the subjective nature and ambiguity. Like I said, offside is offside. You know, if they make a mistake with offside, we can all see it. Now you're going to make a decision and then half of the people are arguing whether it's right or wrong and this or that. These, these things are, are what actually gets me, you know, kind of twisted because we can talk all day about it and we'll still not be able to have a... A uh, good answer on many of these decisions this season. Uh, let's talk about quickly. Let's move on to Tonelli and we're about to wrap up. We have about, uh, we're going to wrap up in about five to ten minutes. So we're going to do a quick thought on Tonelli's 10 month ban. Also, do you want to start or should I start on that? Uh, he made a mistake. He needs he need support, but I, I agree. Um, every human being has to be accountable for their action. Uh, for good action, have good consequences, and bad action have bad consequences. So I don't say that he deserves it, but he does need help. The good thing is the team is going to support him. But uh, at one point, the guy knew that he was doing something wrong. Oh, he knew it. And someone around him must told him, you better stop. You better stop. But they just want to continue going. So uh, usually, usually when I see this thing happen, same thing in our life. Sometimes we just keep going, keep going, keep going. Someone told us, tell us, don't do that, don't do that, or, or please change, make changes. And because this direction that you're taking is wrong. In my opinion, when God, in my opinion, when God tells me go this way and I take this way, okay, it's my own risk. So that was his risk. He knew about it. So that's his consequences. Let me tell you that. If he don't get consequences for that, I can guarantee you he'll keep doing after the break.
let's say they give him one month or two months or three or six months. I can guarantee you that guy come back and keep doing it. Or he probably got caught before and they gave him a little break. But this time it was bigger. So that is my personal opinion that uh, we have to be accountable for our actions and uh, if we do wrong. So we definitely know we're going to we're going to get that. So uh, yeah, <sighs> what do you, uh, that's my humble opinion. Yeah. I don't know what going through his life or uh, he, he did something for a reason, but but uh, his, his influence has to do a lot with it. People around him. Uh, I, I laugh sometimes because um, I laugh at some of these things sometimes because it's uh, very, very, uh, it's very confusing. You just don't get it how uh, people risk so much. And it's not one person, it's not two. So it's a pattern of stuff that happens. I, I keep saying human beings, we all have this thing that it's like we're all designed to fail. You know, it's almost like something in human beings because we all do we all do stupid things, you know. And I never get when these young footballers, um, like going to this women stuff, they get into the you know this groupy stuff that gets them into trouble, or this gambling thing that they're all doing. Because uh, not all, but some of them. Excuse me. I should, Gambling, it's not just a problem. It's very illegal because it risks your own job. Because it's a different thing when you go, and that your job gives you a lot of money. It's not just like any kind of job. It's a different thing when someone's going like, oh, he's having too much fun on the side after work, or he's doing something else on the side. And no, this is literally doing something that one can get you in jail to take you. To, Destroy everything you ever worked for. Just take away all the money you're making. Why? If you go and check the bets, how much was he making? They say he was a gambling addict. And I said, okay. Um, that explains it. I think the biggest issue for these kids is some of them do not have sense. With all due respect, uh, I'm not saying it that they, they don't have brains, but they don't have sense in terms of money. You give a young kid money, that kind of money, very young, and they start making silly decisions. And now he's going to pay for it. He's lucky he's not really paying more than this because he could have been in jail. He could have gone to jail. Uh, That's the weird thing about it. And then that just happened in football. It's pretty much young athletes. If they don't yeah. have the right people around them, because some of them cannot handle that amount of money. Yeah. They don't have the good coach. Uh, actually, not coaching. Uh, guidance. Guidance yes. for mm -hmm. them, uh, parents or older than them, uh, or their manager are not wise enough to tell these and to manage, <laughs> teaching how to manage their money. You see that in pretty much all the sports: baseball, football, American football. Yeah, uh, a lot of young people because the yeah. majority of the good talents are young. That's right. So when they they coming from having five bucks on their pocket to million dollars on their bank account and they just spending and spending and spending in in pretty much useless stuff and and like random trash and you know that's gonna happen if you don't have the right guy next to you it is gonna happen so that's what they get into it so you know they just 
they just need to be educated. And I think every team, that's the ideal, <laughs> right? Go yeah. to train or to have this youngster to go into a lead, like a little training. Hey, you're in a different level now, you know? But yeah. of course, it's not their job, right? It's not their job. But it will help. It will but help. You know, yeah, you know, but there's another thing with this, or I think contributes most to this problems is there's this thing that happens, this factor that happens. A good example of it is what Newcastle, this, the vibes Newcastle had given me about this Tonelli issue was we're only, we're only taking it serious because he was caught. If he was not caught, we're not taking it serious. Because he was supposed to play yesterday. The game yesterday, they were going to play him. As at Friday morning, after the Italian FA had announced, when the, when it was first announced that he was being investigated a few weeks ago, that he was arrested by the police, he came back. Uh, the Italian squad let him go. He came back to Newcastle. He trained with them, and they let he played a game. When this guy was under investigation, and then when it, the story started coming out that he had confessed, I, I don't think he's going to confess to the police alone. He would have told Newcastle this is what really happened. Right, these guys didn't mind. They were as a yesterday. I think the, it was on Wednesday or Thursday that the Italian uh, FA announced that he was banned for ten months. Newcastle were going to play him because FIFA had not announced that the ban was worldwide. But they were like, "Oh, it's all right. You know, we're going to pay. Him. We're going to play him because you know we don't see what he did is so bad." So sometimes there's this permissiveness people give to these youngsters. They keep getting away like with little things and then until they do the big one because they don't they're talented they're rich so they keep getting away with it and listen to this you say the fifa is gonna come and tell them what to do what not to do yeah FIFA is, FIFA is not the right organism huh no, to no, tell no. someone i mean they're they're very corrupt and yeah. they do a lot of things wrong so you know it i i think it all starts from home and uh the guy probably had some uh Pretty bad pass, and uh, he think everything it was normal, and 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 the, at the beginning nobody told him, hey, you need to stop this. But I see, you know, it, this is getting bigger and bigger because uh, I see in pretty much more in in football soccer, in our football, uh, I see more advertising of betting than any other sport. That's right. It's pretty huge. Yeah. I see it more in Europe. In the United States, I yeah. see it like pretty, and it's coming very normal. It's becoming yeah, very because, normal and and part yeah. of their life. Because in the, in the U.S., a lot of parts of the U.S. gambling is illegal. Yes, and a lot uh, of parts of the U.S. So it is not yet all over the place. But in Europe, it's not illegal, and football is the biggest sport. And you know, like you you have a good point there because gambling on football is. A worldwide thing. I I have friends that I know, you know, people that I know that gamble or football. You know, I can't say if they have a pro problem with gambling or not. I'm just saying that I know people that gamble. You know, I know people that have shown some problem behavior with gambling. But you know, for them, it's just a little thing here and there. Uh, Gakwam is back just as we're about to round up. You know, uh, because there's this thing they call it, they call it pool in Nigeria, 
which is almost the same thing. They have uh, people take um, 10 games <coughs> and they run like um, if you get 10 games and all of them are draws, for example, you win big money or all of them are wins. You can predict what you want. You can pick this like Man City, United. You can say, oh, Man City, United, Man City to win, Barcelona, uh, Real Madrid to win, um, the, the classical, you know, you pick games, you know, pick 10 games and the accumulator, they accumulate the odds. And then if you get 10 of them, you win a lot of money. And then I see guys that they're not mad about the result of their team losing. The first thing they go is that, oh, uh, the player that missed the goal just cut his whole card because he had a, he would have won all of that money if not for that guy that missed the goal. Okay, uh, let me give you a perfect example of what I was saying. Uh, you probably heard about El Chinguito, right? The, the show in Spain, right? They yes. talk about the cover yeah, a lot. I know El Chinguito, yes. Okay, El Chinguito, when you watch it in the Spanish channel, in the Spanish channel over there, mm -hmm. literally in one cut, in one break, you see five different betting companies advertising. Five. And that, that's, that's not all of them. That's the top, top five. <clears throat> Sometime I watch a show in Fox Sport in the United States. No, sir. That's not allowed in the United States. That's the control thing. It, it just, it, look, that how many young people listen to the shows in Europe? Just that in Chiriquito. Not, that's just Spain. In England, yeah. I bet you there's a bunch of them. And these kids are growing, seeing that as yeah. normal. For them, it's, it's, it's natural, it's normal. Yeah. So, of course, otherwise someone is coming and got hired on this team and, it's, and someone come and tell them, don't you get in there? <laughs> because if you got in there, everything you're signing here for is going to be gone. I don't, know about, I don't know about all parts of Europe, but I can bet you this, unless it has changed recently, in almost every corner in england scotland ireland there are betting shops just like you have your yeah. newspaper shop you have yeah. your corner shop there is a betting store in almost every single neighborhood yeah yes there's ladbrokes bedfair they all have stores every like yeah. you don't need to go far away to bet yeah like I said, I know a lot of people that bet. I know a lot of people that bet, you know, like, because you don't need to look for it. Yeah. Yeah, it's only in the U.S. here that I, that, you know, that it's kind of less. But people still gamble in the U.S., by the way. But People still gamble in the United States. The United States, I think the betting laws are more, um, they're more state regulated. So I live in Georgia. In Georgia, it's, you know, betting is... Illegal. It, it, it's illegal. So if you're watching... So the same, you know, NFL game that you're watching in, I don't know, New York or wherever, you might see some betting ads, but I'm watching the same thing here in Georgia. <clears throat> I don't see it. So, uh, but in, the, in I, I think, I think the betting culture, at least in the United Kingdom, like it is so entrenched in sports that teams are finding it very difficult to switch their shirt sponsors. <laughs> you know, all these teams that are being sponsored by some kind of betting company, they they will find it very difficult to change the sponsors. Come, I think, is it 2026 or 20, 2027? Where you know, yeah, yeah when it's all supposed to ban, yeah, sponsors. so that is 
that that is that's how deeply rooted it is in 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 the culture over there but you know and and it's it's no it's no it's no surprise that young young men that are growing up into adults and getting into the professional career they they cannot leave that betting life behind they cannot just because that's what they grew up around so i mean look it happened to it happened to uh what's his name um Ivan Tony happening to Tonali. I think it's, hap it's happening to Zaniolo as well. I think. Uh, so hey. Yeah. Mm -hmm. what it is. Yeah. Like, like likewise over here in Texas, it's illegal. I used to live in New Orleans, and over there it's, it's legal, and that's just a few hours from here. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's it, it, and it's right. You're right about it. Yeah. it that was yeah. a great point. Uh, I, yeah, because uh, you know, like that that um, two-hour drive to Lake Charles. You just take a two-hour drive. Okay, let's call it a three-hour drive. You go to Lake Charles on a Friday evening. You gamble a bit. And then they give you free hotel because you're coming to gamble. You gamble, you stay overnight, and you drive back in on Sunday night. And guys do that. money on these things. People yeah. Money. Yeah, people go and do it. And then there's this guy. You know him. This guy. Because you know, just remember this guy in Houston here. What's his name? Uh, Mattress Mark. He's like the biggest, one of the, well, I won't call him the biggest, but one of the biggest, uh, you know. Gambler. Gamblers. And it's poor man. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you know what this guy does? Every year when the Astros are playing, he goes, come and buy, because he has a furniture shop. Come and buy furniture from my shop. Any furniture you buy over, let's say, $2,000, $3,000. Buy furniture of $3,000. If the Astros win the World Series, you get your money back, everything. If the Astros lose, you know, you, you don't get anything. Then he goes and places a big gamble on the Astros winning. So guess what? If the Astros win, he's cashing he, out. He's cashing out. If the Astros lose, he's cashing out because people yeah. rush it. Last year, the Astros won the World Series. This guy paid some people. Like someone, one lady that worked with my wife got furniture. Or she bought furniture of like 5000 he paid her back the five thousand and gave them all because he won big. He won about the highest, one of the highest wins ever in the U.S. on gamble. He won about ninety million dollars or something. He gave <gasps> he gave them back an extra one thousand five hundred. He gave people yep. more money because the guy likes to give money away. The guy's good though. He's a he's he's very nice because during Hurricane Harvey and all of that, he, he's a very he, yeah. he let people come and sleep in his yeah, shop. Two score, two score, yeah. magic. Humongous, huge, huge, huge store. Yeah, yeah. very big store. He let people sleep in that store during Hurricane mm -hmm. Harvey. You know, sleep gambling, on his mattresses. That gambling, was gambling is not for everyone. Yeah, that's right. Oh, no, it's not. It's not. No, no. It's All not. right, guys. Uh, last comment as a comment. Uh, okay, a few more comments. Last one, then we'll do kudos and donkeys of the week, and then we gotta go. We've been here for an hour. Usually, tr I try to keep this to an hour. We've <coughs> been here already for an hour. So, um, Henry comes in with, he goes, uh, he's talking about, uh, he's going back to us, talking about Bellingham. He goes, but he's still going. Uh, he's talking to me, but he's still going, Bucci. He's young. Um, he will make that sort of change, and he has room to become Zizu. I don't know. Becomes Zizu. He, he, he can become great, but becomes Zizu. I don't know. Man. He doesn't need to become Zizu. I don't even think he has the ability to become Zizu. Yeah, it's like, man, I, I don't know. Like, come on, man. I, I want Zizu a lot. I, I yeah, want yeah. Bellingham a lot. He's not even close. 
no, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's setting an unrealistic expectation for him. Like, yeah, he's not, it's not, it's not, it's not even like this is Messi, Ronaldo, you know, it's, world, it's, it's, like this is level. Let's call it different. Then. Let's call it different. The guy have awesome talent, and he's gonna oh, build, he he's oh. gonna build his own his own legacy. That someone was was gonna say he's gonna say, oh, this youngster is gonna be like Bellingham, like that. Period. Yeah. No, no, no. Bellingham, Be Bellingham, like there's no, there's no doubt that this guy he has all the minerals mm -hmm. to, you know. I cannot, I cannot be like Olga ever for more than I try. I can't be like him. <laughs> Not even close to Ayo. So impossible. Mm -hmm. So gotta yeah. do my own way, you know? yeah. right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. But let the guy, let the guy, let the guy finish. Let the guy eat first. Yeah, he's still cooking. He's still, he's still cooking. cooking right let now. him eat. Let, let, the, 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 he, 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 you know, before Zizou became Zizou, Zizou was banging in the World Cup. Zizou was playing three Champions League finals in a row, dominating them, losing them due to like being in the wrong team or losing due to ill luck. But he was banging it. It wasn't just, you know, so Zizou was a man that was doing things. By France 98 World Cup, he had been in the Champions League finals three times yeah. in a row. Then he won the World Cup. Then he won all the Champions League. So it's not about like and the style of play is so wildly different. So that's why I'm yeah. going, Zizu, Zizu, guys, come down, step on that, you know, step on that break a little. Let this kid because we don't know if this kid is having an Indian summer. We don't know. He has not even he has never scored this many goals before. Yeah. And we don't know. He he he's he scored, but I, is he a reliable goal scorer? That's going. I think, and, and I think I think the reason he's scoring this many goals is because Real Madrid do not have a recognized number nine. I mean, Jose Lu, yeah, he's a number nine, but yeah. what Jose Lu does not, he's he's not that guy. You see what I'm saying? So Bellingham has that freedom to enter the box and be a fox in the box, find spaces like the way a striker should. If you guys go ahead and get a real number nine. We don't. I don't know how Bellingham's game will become impacted in terms of his goal contribution. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it was better for him not to be with someone else at the time of his signing. So mm -hmm. I'm glad. Yeah, oh, that's just, true. That's a good yes. point. Yeah, it's working uh, out for him. It's working out for him, and I, I I hope he keeps doing well. Yeah. But my fear is that people will label this guy a goal scorer. You know, and then when he, he when he comes down to level, because this is so high, this is so off the chains, that yeah. when he comes down to average, to his average, maybe scoring ten goals a season, and people mm -hmm. start, man, he's not slagging him off because you, you know, you know, exactly. So that's my fear because yeah. he's not a he's not a Cristiano Ronaldo, he's not a Messi, and this level of scoring is Messi Cristiano Ronaldo level. Yeah, yeah. So that's my fear. That's just my. That's why I'm saying people should calm down. I'm not saying the guy is good. I'm not trying to take away anything from him. Yeah. But you yeah. don't just start giving the flowers and the house and the kids think, everything to a kid who hasn't. I think the problem. I think the problem is always to mention another player. Like that's that's. The and that's that's the thing. We always mention. Oh, this guy is the second coming of this. And you know, I started it. I started it. I started with with saying that he's the second coming of Zizou. But you know, obviously. I didn't. I didn't mean to compare him to this. I'm just saying in terms of his name, what he's contributing, galactical, you know, type. Anyway, let's move on. Sorry. Okay. Uh, last comment goes. Uh, Side eye. I would plead to you with you to watch so many Madrid matches. We perform hopelessly and kill the game in the last two minutes when we press. 
Otto explains what I'm saying. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. All right, guys, uh, let's do kudos and donkeys, and then we're out of here. Uh, so who, what are your... Does anyone have kudos and donkeys this week? Donkeys? That's our donkeys. Who has any donkey for the week? Uh, you want me to go? Yeah, yeah, please. Please. yeah. donkey has to be Eric Ten Hag. Has to be Eric Ten Hag. Hold it. Just hold it. Okay. That was so obvious. That's why I let you go first, because I knew yeah. that was coming. Yeah. Otto, do you have a donkey for this week? Uh, I mean, it can be it can be the same. Uh, I can't agree with Olga, but I think uh, Ten Hag, he, he would do better. He can do better than that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Look, when you, you, you have a player, you got to utilize your player better. Yeah. Better positioning, better strategy. Yeah. You know? Hey, yeah. um, uh, Guardiola doesn't have the same team that he had last year. He's doing changes. He's doing something. That it, and look, look the position that they got on 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 the league. They're not on the best position, but hey, the dude, he just oh, yeah, they're very much, yeah. There's a there's no, a difference. There's a difference between losing games because your opponent is better than you, you know, and edges it slightly. And there's a there's difference between losing games and playing, you know below your level like as a stat i saw and the stat was that usually for richer teams or bigger teams people will say for that money you spend for the level of payroll you have you're yeah. not doing well yeah but for manchester united are performing below league average exactly they're not even performing like you know yeah. like if they were aston villa they were they're not performing well exactly but the, the best comment i saw to describe your point is mm -hmm. Yeah, and it was a Liverpool fan on the big Facebook group. The guy was like, it's like Manchester City is playing against a championship team. And that is, like, we did look like a championship team yeah. today. So, it's, so, yeah. Yeah, but it's not the first time this season. It's so, that's why that's why when people were going, uh, when debut form goes out, I go, okay, this is crazy. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I'd say unanimous donkey. Yeah, 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 it's a unanimous donkey. I was gonna make Eddie Howe the donkey of the week for trying to say he was gonna play Tonali, like that was silly. But, um, I think uh, Eric Teha should get a donkey from me too. It's a unanimous donkey this week, is a donkey of the week, proper, proper donkey of the week. Right. Uh, does anyone have any kudos for this week? It might be a unanimous one too, but <laughs> let's go. Also, you want to start this one? Uh, uh, I just say the whole Real Madrid team because they, they they make it happen. But you know, do, do the guy deserve it? Because just to be there where he needs to be, two goals, two Bellingham. But I, I'm gonna be honest with you: without the team, Bellingham is not gonna be there. So right. I think the whole team performed yeah. on the second half. They did what they had to do. Okay. Uh... Uh, Jola, yeah, my, my my kudos, and I mean, this might sound a little, uh, I guess, double-sided, seeing as how I just gave Ten Hag a Manchester United donkey. My kudos will actually go to uh, Onana. Uh, I think that penalty save at the last at the last minute, um, in during the week, that that you know, that bought him some kind of goodwill you know, some kind of redemption. And then he built on top of that today. I mean, today, of course, you can say consider three goals, but 
Onana prevented, you know, that game from becoming like a cricket score, you know? So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll say shout out to him. I'll say shout out to Onana because he's had a difficult start to his United career. And hopefully this just kind of like stabilizes him a little bit uh, because I just, I just need, I just need him to stop being the center of attention for bad reasons. That's it. Yes, good boy. Good boy. Yeah. He can have to say in every game. Exactly. Like, yeah. Well, I don't know. Oh, man. You heard that? <laughs> okay. Just, you know, like, uh, come on, man. Like, I don't, man. I don't. Okay. Okay. You see, next, you... Time, next time we do the calendar for hosting, before we finalize the calendar, need, we're going to look, look at, at we're going to look at the yeah. fixtures. Yes. This was some match fixing in here. Yes. I, I wonder why I did this. Go. Yeah. Boy, Bucci, this is your therapy end of the show. Yeah. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> okay. Uh, my kudos of the week uh, will go to Jude Bellingham. Uh, you know, he was like kudos of the week. That's why people might be surprised given that I've been saying he's not Zizu, but he's not Zizu. He's not Zizu. But I like uh, Andy Gray. It was one of my first um soccer commentators that I like. And one mm -hmm. thing and degree says a lot is comment the hour, comment the man. Yeah. You yeah. know, like I mean it's a Bible verse that we all know, but the way Andy Gray said it, it kind of stuck to my head. He said mm -hmm. it we gave a football connotation to it. Comment the hour, comment the man. <laughs> if you do not step up to yeah. the plate, you're not gonna eat. Yeah, you, know, you got to step up yeah. to the plate to eat. You got to step up to score. So Jude Bellingham stepped up, and he's done it. Thirteen goals, thirteen games, and you know he's doing it. So he has to take yeah. that kudos because yeah. that's the biggest game of his career so far. And he stepped yes. up and he did it. And you know he's so yeah. I, I give it to him. Uh, I hope he keeps it up. I doubt he will because I don't see him scoring fifty goals this season. So, but at least he's going to get twenty, twenty-five goals, which is still very good. Uh, yeah. For this week, he's, he's, he deserves it. Uh, I think he can fire Real Madrid to the at least to the La Liga title. I don't think Real Madrid are good enough to win the Champions League. Uh, yeah, I don't see them winning Champions League. Without yeah, they don't have. They need a striker. They need a real goal scorer. Yeah. So, because the thing with Bellingham is, I think he gets into a game and he gets marked out, and you know, it's it's over. But. I'm I'm digressing. Let's 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 end this here because you know Otto wants to say something, and we're gonna be here for another five minutes. You're no, good. No, I'm huh? good. I'm you good. sure? I'm good. Okay. I'm good. Five uh, hey, uh, you can't win championship every year either. So yeah, but, but look, yeah. look at that smoke smile on his face. I'm good. Hey, I'm good. He's had a very good week, man. Look at him. Look at him. He's just really like, oh my god. Oh, oh god, oh god. 14. Oh god. Oh in god. fact, few players in Real Madrid have more than any Manchester. other team in Europe. Yeah, yeah. more than Manchester true. United. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, that, Manchester United. The thing is, the thing is, the thing is during champions the championship uh Champions League time, it's becoming to us very common, normal to be competing for that. Those last stage of the competition, so you know that's what we we always expecting better results from the team. But uh, still, uh, I think uh, 
I really, I really would like to see uh, that striker coming, and I hope it's a uh, Holland. I hope Holland let they let him go, and he come and he play it's with a, his buddy. It's a Mbappe. You know who it is. You know it's a Mbappe. Don't, don't, don't. I know you don't want him, but don't, don't, don't hold your breath. I hope not, man. And don't hold not. your breath because of those I two, of those hold two, is the more realistic one. I don't want that dude in my team. I know, but he's a more realistic one. It's a more realistic one. No, uh, 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 I think that's uh, such me. That, that uh, he goes on oh, nah, and nah. he gives. <laughs> he's singing. Uh, I don't know which of them is singing. Is it oh, Rihanna? It was Rihanna. Oh, nah. Rihanna. Okay, because he might be singing. Nah, 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 nah. Who knows? But guys, <laughs> let's end on a positive note. It's been a good week for some people. I mean, Manchester United will not define my week. Absolutely not. It nope. will not define my week. Yep. As a matter of fact, next time I will be going to the museum. <laughs> you know, hey, it's just football. You just have to enjoy it. You know, yeah. hey, it's not the end of the world. We have to continue. It's like, you know Look what? Look at this guy. Listen, when, when Real Madrid lose, you got to keep moving. Hey, there's no Real Madrid without Barcelona competition. There's no Barcelona without Real Madrid competition. I wish, How I are you going to leave that Clásico? No, guess what? The next Real Madrid lose the Clásico. I'm, I'm going to do the match. I've been here. Myself. I'm Hold coming. I've been I'm, here, I'm right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he actually has been here when Real Madrid lost. I know. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. I'm just messing with him. But... <laughs> anyway, guys, remember to follow us at YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. We're also on Facebook at Footy Fantasy. On Twitter is different. It's at Footy Eighty Fantasy. Thank you guys for coming on. Uh, it's been a good show. Uh, Kwame, they're asking when your reaction is coming out. It's it already, out. Came, it already came out in this week. This is it. No, no, no. It's coming. Don't worry. It's, yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna give you some things. He's gonna come out with that reaction. We need it. So, guys, everyone, have a good week. Thanks for watching. I appreciate all of you. Appreciate why thanks, uh, Harry, all of you, Goke, every single one, Linga, Sasmi, Ayo, thank you all for watching. Thank you for coming on. Uh, it's good to see you again, Otto. Ogakwabe, have a good one, guys. We just took that. You know what? The donkey should be to Ayo, not being here. Yeah, I know. That's a real donkey. Ayo, you have to be here. I is donkey. <laughs> I also will change it. I you're the donkey of the week. I am the donkey. <laughs> Have a good night. Bye, guys. 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 Bye, guys.